Next on BYU Sports Nation, the realities of Big 12 football expansion post-knee-jerk reaction. Is it that realistic? We'll explore the current state of affairs in the Big 12 and how BYU can benefit even without an official invite. Plus, the biggest surprise of the BYU basketball season thus far and how Michael Phelps is influencing BYU swim and dive. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening. Thunder is the right bicep. Lightning is the left bicep. BYU Sports Nation (laughs) on your radio, TV, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, December 9th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with aspiring sideline reporter, Brian Lowe. Yes, only if I can grow like five more inches and I will be good for the basketball games. But I could do soccer. I could do football too, I guess. Uh, Volleyball, probably not. It's too much height in that sport. See, women sideline reporters can get away with this because they can wear heels. They can wear heels, yeah. I can wear boots, I guess, but... Maybe put some socks in my shoes. <laughs> I can put socks in my shoes. That Brian can be, with some huge platforms. Stays out, man. It reminds me of a story. So all throughout junior college, I was getting recruited. A lot of coaches came. San Jose State, for example, came and said, yeah, we're going to offer this kid a scholarship. We heard about San Diego State. We want him. Head coach came to the school, saw me, and I was like, where is my offer at, man? And then he went back. He never offered me. He went back and said to my coach, head coach, yeah, he's too short. I didn't know he was that short. I thought he was 5'9". He's really like 5'5". Five, five. So my mom, when Coach Hill comes and recruits me, she goes, oh, go, go put some socks in your shoes. Go, go put and I was like, what? She's like, no, really. I was like, oh, you're right, Mom. You're right. So I went upstairs. I put my Jordans on, which had like the highest, had like two, three inches on it. Put socks on it, man. I was like taller than Coach Hill. And Coach Hill was like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so I was you were taller good. Than him. And, then I, and then I was good, man. I got the scholarship, I got the scholarship and everything. Signed, and I took the socks off. I, I, we I, I was owe, good. We owe the fact that you're on BYU Sports Nation right now to the fact that your mom was wise enough to tell you to she put on was. some socks. She was, man. And it you was, put on your Jordans. It was funny. Put, but put like two, three pairs in there. I was <laughs> tall, man. I was like, this is what it feels like to be 5'9". Okay. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. We invite you to join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. And uh, it, it involves... Some guys that don't need to wear socks because they're just tall. (laughs) BYU basketball. And the question is, what has been the biggest surprise for BYU hoops thus far? First tweet in from at Kevin4BYU. He says, really a toss-up. The hairstyle change of Kyle Collinsworth or his free throw shooting. Both positives. (laughs) That is true. Stamp of approval on that tweet right there. I agree on both accounts. Nice. Me and and Kyle actually get, get our hair did. We get our hair did it. You get your hair did. We get our hair did, did by the same barber. So Kyle has a nice style. I, I appreciate his the hairstyle. Kyle named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, by the way. I asked him after the game against Hawaii, are you 100%? And he said, no. I'm getting close, <laughs> but, I, but I'm not 100%. Okay, so let's recap what he did at not 100% last week. Triple-double on Saturday, the first since 1988 for a BYU basketball player. 19 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. And against Utah State in Logan, goes for 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. What will Kyle do when he's, he's 100%? 100%? Man, who knows? 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 70 assists. He might even throw in 
He might even throw in 20 steals. <laughs> five, five windmill dunks. What? Now, now. Let's, <laughs> let's let the ACL heal all the way. Join our conversation again using the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Big 12 realities. All these things happening mean there's a lot of chaos there. And when there's chaos, there's emotion. And when there's emotion, there's catalysts for change. ESPN's Trevor Maddich on BYU Sports Nation yesterday. Look, the last 48 hours within college football have been mind-blowingly confusing, awesome, exciting, speculative. You pick the word. It's been a lot of fun, though. I know fun. that. It has been fun, yes. I wish, I wish there could be like a show on this, the, the, the conversation because there's so many rumors and just blogs out there. I hate going to Twitter and seeing like a rumor and then clicking it, and it takes me to a whole nother article. I'm like, oh, I got to read again? I got to read this mess, man. But it has been fun. It, it really has been. It's exciting because my bold prediction is that there's going to be these huge mega conferences. And who knows when that will happen. <laughs> I think year. a lot of people at some point think that will happen, but who, who knows when? Okay, what we do know, the first college football playoff is set. The Big 12 was excluded. Baylor, TCU out, Ohio State from the Big 10 in. And the speculation train for BYU to join the Big 12 started going full steam ahead. Uh, no, it wasn't It wasn't that train whistle. It, it was the full-on horn. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. You gave us the time. The, I think I can. I think I can. The moment that TCU and Baylor were left out, it was, it was full-on. Okay, exciting prospects for independent BYU. Everybody's sources have critical details about what's happening. Pfft, yeah, okay. But now it's time to come back to reality, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we took bad. a step back. Okay, what is the reality right now? We know this. Expansion is an extremely burdensome, complicated process. It will not happen fast. The people that think, oh, BYU is going to be in the Big 12 next year, Stop. No, 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 not going to happen. I, 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 some down in place in my heart, deep down in my heart, I, I think, I hope, I pray, I believe that it's going to happen, but you got to be realistic with yourself. There's too many moving parts too fast to make these type of decisions. Got to slow it down just a little bit. Yeah. Mike Oresco, the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, talked about where the Big 12 stands right now, and he should know because he's in charge of a conference. There'll be a lot of talk about realignment again. There'll be a lot of talk about expansion. There'll be a lot of talk about uh, possibly a Big 12 championship game. I think everybody has to just step back and say, look, the the Big 12 will be deliberative. Uh, They will not uh, do anything out of any kind of panic at all. Look, the earliest I see anything happening is 2016, probably 2017, and that's still fast. Man, I might be like 30 by the time. That happens. Yeah. That's so we, don't, we don't want to wait that long. Oh, so sad, man. <laughs> no. The Big 12 is going to try anything and everything before they feel the need to add two teams. That's, that's what they're doing right now. Let's right. look at every other option we have, and the last resort is getting to 12 teams and having a championship game. Because that's due process. Yeah. Well, well why not? Uh, it would be dumb not to do yeah, that. It's, yeah, exactly. Why, why, let's save. Let's, let's make some more money and still see if we can 
get a team into the conference uh, into the, the playoffs without having a conference championship. So we can have both. We can have our cake and we can eat it too. Think about this. They are a Georgia Tech upset over Florida State away from having one team in. Yeah. Okay? And if somebody else loses along the way, they there was a scenario where TCU and Baylor both could have gotten they in. They both could have got in, right, exactly. And so when you're that close as a conference to getting two teams in without having a title game, why not take a, take a, take a chill pill, you know, relax a little bit, wait till next season, see if things play out, and then if it happens again – Again, then there's no more. You can't there you can't you can't do it three times in a row, man. No three peats. Only you can only allow it twice to happen. Here's the thing. The reason why it feels expedited is because the Big Twelve was not only left out with just their one team, but it was both teams. Yeah, and so that's teams. why it feels like a little bit more well, actually a lot more critical to take care of yeah. something now. It's, it, it hits your heart. It's, it's it's real. Put yourself in their shoes. It's like, man, bro, we had two. Two. We learned two things on Sunday about the playoff selection committee, uh, about what they value. The first is that not having a championship game was very detrimental to the Big 12. It was. Yeah. The other teams played 13 games. They won. And that <laughs> that's a big part of why Baylor and TCU are now upset and on the outside looking in. Okay, But the Big 12 is trying to get a waiver from the NCAA so that they can host a championship game with only 10 teams. NCAA rules state right now you have to have 12 teams in a conference to host a championship game. Well, the Big 12 only has 10 teams right now. They can't do that unless they get the waiver. Yeah, and I don't know. I can't see any conference that would want to allow that to happen. Well, see, I, that's what I thought too, but the ACC apparently is now partnering with the Big 12 in this effort. See, that's that, that confuses me, man, because if I am the Pac-12 especially the Pac-12, who's, who went out and got two teams specifically for this reason, I'm going to say, look here, man, ACC, you guys can get it too. You know, we, it could be all of, all of us versus you guys. And, you know, you, you don't want to be on that side of the fence because, you know, we're going to hold the majority. I'm sure the Big Ten, I'm sure the SEC are going to look at these guys and, do, and be like, no, come on now. We, we have a conference game. You guys got to have a conference game. And ACC, you already have a conference game. What are you doing going over there, man, cheating on us? Come on, come back on this side. You, oh, okay, we, we, you want to get excluded? Okay, we, we can do that too. So I don't I can't I can't see the logic behind the ACC wanting to do that. Yeah, I I don't think it will happen, but the fact that the ACC is now considering partnering with the Big 12 in this effort is it says something. Man. Hey, the easier change for the Big 12 in comparison to adding a championship game or expanding obviously. Somebody's getting paid is over there. beefing up non-conference schedules. You control that right now which was another area of huge concern. The Big 12 was berated for that yeah, all season long. That was, Who yeah. are you playing? Who are you playing? Nobody. Okay, you're playing Lamar and Incarnate Word and, I mean. Foothill Junior College. <laughs> yeah, you know how to throw that one in. I shout, shout out. Shout out, Scott. Ten. Scott Alano. So we had, we had a very insightful conversation with Mike Oresco yesterday. You already heard him talk about one aspect of it. But uh, he, he gave us some more insight into what the Big 12 can and probably will do right now. They may decide not to play a championship game and, and remain at 10 teams and, and strengthen their non-conference schedules. That seemed to be a signal from the committee. You've got to play better non-conference schedules. Okay, so next year, 
among the 10 teams in the Big 12, they haven't exactly loaded up the schedules. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Make the figure eight with me, Brian. Eight. Okay, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm trying to dance while I'm making the eight. <laughs> Can't do it. Of the 30 combined non-conference games for the Big 12 next year, a total of eight are against Power 5 teams. Horrible. Come on, man. Come, yeah, flag, Te- flag Texas them. has two of those. Texas is the only one that I salute because you have Notre Dame and you have Cal. Exactly. I, res- I respect that. And this, this right here, the, the benefit helps a team like BYU immediately right now. Obviously, what helps them the most is getting to a conference uh, but we know that that is probably going to be pushed till next year. But what they can do is scramble around and try to uh, move some move some some pieces here and there to get to, to schedule a, a quality team like BYU. Yeah, it, it, it is, and and that's what makes me excited about this whole thing. That even though we have to wait a couple years to maybe get into a conference, we could at least start scheduling these bigger schools. Like, you know, in the Big 12. Hey, and Baylor, come and play BYU. Yeah. Why, yes, why not? It's Art going Bryles, to help you. Bring it on, dude. Let's go. It's going to help you out. It's part of the formula. Uh, Power 5 schools, you have to do it. You can't play these AA schools no more. You can't even play Rice anymore. You can't play the lower tier D1s. You have to play the upper tier D1 schools. BYU is a great choice because you do the, the risk versus reward. If I play against a, let's say, a smaller tier D1 like Rice, if I lose, oh, man, that's horrible. But if I win, well, who cares? Crickets. You're supposed to. You're supposed to win. But if you, if you play BYU, yeah, you still have a, a chance to lose. But if you win, if you win that game and BYU goes on to, to be 9-3, and 8-4, and four, win a solid bowl game, what does that do for you? Does a lot more than beat and rise. And listen to the world beaters that TCU and Baylor are going to play in their 2015 non-conference schedules. Baylor has SMU. Awful. Lamar. Who? And Rice. Awful. Same problem as this year. They were ranked 128 out of 128 teams in non-conference strength schedule. TCU was 116. They have Minnesota. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay, yep. They're They're a good team. But then Stephen F. Austin and SMU? Stephen F. Austin. Go play some people. D3. You talked about how it benefits BYU, and I can guarantee you this. Tom Holmo is exploring every single option, certainly about schedules as an independent, and, of course, trying to get BYU into a Power 5 conference. Up next, Blaine Fowler will join us to talk about all of this stuff. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter. I like how that L just flowed off. At BYU Sports Nation. Logan. Logan. The birthplace of Spencer Linton is Logan, Utah. A lot of of people make fun of my son because he has two uh, Utah names, Layton and then Logan. And they're like, what's, what about his middle name? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of, we didn't even think about that. I would have definitely changed his middle name to, to a, a Utah city if I, <laughs> if I realized that. Leighton, Nephi, is Nephi a city? Nephi is a city. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a book, of, book of the Mormon, right? Uh-huh. Leighton, Nephi, Nephi Logan. Logan. That kind of, that kind of range. Hey, okay.
that kind of rings a little bit. Can you like add that. a middle name at any point if you want to? I think you, you could can. probably do that. Legally, my my right? my best friend back home, he's 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 Filipino and he has two middle names because he takes. I think and he, I'm sorry if I'm making a mistake right now, but, <laughs> but you know I, I'm not 100 percent sure of the culture. But I think uh, in, in the culture, you take your mom and your dad's uh, first name, and that's your middle name. So. Maybe. He said he's Filipino. Mm-hmm. We need to ask Tyler Haas about that, who served yeah. a mission in the Philippines. Oh, yes, that would be good. That we'll would be Tyler good. Actually, about I, that. I could maybe shoot him a text. Maybe he'll <laughs> let me know if I'm right or wrong. Tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, the Cougar women's basketball team back at the Marriott Center hosting in-state foe Weber State, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. That will be live on BYU TV and on BYU Radio. I'll have the call with the fabulous Kristen Kozlowski. Our Twitter question today, what has been the biggest surprise for BYU men's basketball thus far? Use the hashtag BYUSN. And let's go ahead and read a few of those tweets. We're just moments away from having Blaine Fowler join us on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to discuss all this Big 12 talk, tomorrow's rivalry basketball game between BYU and 13th-ranked Utah, and get his thoughts on those matters. But the Twitter question now is the biggest surprise for BYU men's basketball. At Snow Surface says, Anson Winder. Yes. His hot play late last year has carried over. Each year he has improved credit work ethic and coaching. Yes, he, he, he's he, my biggest. I agree one thousand percent. He is he is my my biggest surprise. He hit this point last year with about ten games left, where he just started to make an immediate yep. impact. It was that spark, and now he is really having a nice season thus far for the BYU Cougars. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, as advertised, the fabulous Blaine Fowler, Uncle B. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle B Uncle back B. on the show. Blaine, BYU is a hot topic in college athletics for a number of reasons. We've been discussing the whole Big 12 knee-jerk reaction, so we're going to start there. What do you think about BYU and their possibility of joining the Big 12 at some point in the near future? Are you buying into all of this? Actually, I am. And, and I, I read an article in the Sporting News that talked about the fact that the Big 12, like, they've already been having discussions about this before they just got slapped in the face and didn't get included. Uh, you know, with TCU and Baylor both left out of the Final Four for the playoffs this season. So I, I think it just moves things along a bit faster. And I know that, oh, a year ago the Big 12 was saying, well, it would take a couple of years of us not being included. But – they and the pressure is on them right now. And if there's ever an opportunity for BYU to make a case, um, BYU ought to make a case right now. And and they ought to go in and say, listen, here's what we can bring in terms of television revenue. Anybody else you're looking at isn't going to bring any additional television revenue, but we may be able to convince ESPN to to sweeten the pot a little bit if we come to the league as a result of our current contract with them. I I, I think it's a fit for a lot of reasons, and timing couldn't be better. And you know, I'm not a huge Urban Meyer, Ohio State fan, but the fact that they got in and they leapfrog is good for BYU in the Saint long run. Saint Urban, that's right. <laughs> so speaking of timing, uh, Blaine, how fast do you think that BYU can get into the Big 12 if they were to receive that invite? Well, the, the good thing for that's the other thing that makes BYU so attractive, Brian, is that they're not encumbered by conference problems. Right. So, so say you go after somebody in another major conference. First of all, all the conferences have changed their television deals where they've got proprietary rights to the television rights, all kinds of issues with going after a team from the ACC or even the American Athletic Conference or even the Mountain West with them 
having buyouts out of their conference contracts and all kinds of things. BYU has nothing to hold them back from a football perspective from moving to the Big 12 because they have no conference affiliation and no, you know, no contracts that would prohibit them from being able to move right in there and get it going. So if the Big 12 were to make an overture in this offseason and say we want you, um, I mean, that can happen almost immediately. There would be very little legal work to do behind the scenes, comparatively speaking, to going after somebody in another major conference. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, talking BYU to potentially the Big 12 if or when that will happen. Blaine, we've been discussing the fact that the Big 12 is going to try anything and everything before they feel an absolute necessity to expand because it's such a cumbersome and and laborious process. And and the one thing they can do is bolster their non-conference schedule and then try and get a conference championship game. If those two things happen, why would you not stay at 10 teams? Well, if, if they can get a conference championship with 10, but in the past, NCAA rules have prohibited them from doing that. You have to have 12 teams with two 16 divisions that, to stage a conference championship. And so if they could get an exception and allow them to somehow stage a conference championship, because really that's what kept them out of it this year. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact um, that TCU had a worse loss or Baylor had a worse loss or that they were co-conference champions. The bottom line was Ohio State played another game. And Ohio State played another game against another quality opponent and got, you know, got a 13th game in and a 12th win. And, and that was the deciding factor. And, heck, even if Baylor and TCU had played each other again, um, perhaps the winner of that game would leapfrog Ohio State because of strength yeah. of schedule. There, there, you'd make a case for it. So. And, and if they could, if they could have that where they were assured of inclusion, they wouldn't have any incentive to expand because it's just one more mouth to feed when you start to split the television revenue pie. But, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it without adding a couple of teams. And so, so they probably don't just need to add one; they need to add two teams. They need two sixteen divisions, and they need to stage a conference championship game. And why not take BYU and Boise State and let them be natural, you know, rival partners right out here in the West, expand the Big 12 to the West, and go with that. That's what I say. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Blaine, I, I don't want to spend too much more time on this speculation that BYU gets to the Big 12 because right now that's all it is. It's, it's just reports, and it certainly had stoked up the fire of, of expansion for the conference but I, I want to ask this. Is it a reality that BYU could go to the Big 12 as a football-only member? And if so, how much stock would you put in that? You know, I've wondered about that for the last couple of years. When, when there was talk, and I know there, it was just talk. There weren't, weren't any substantial conversations about BYU going in in the past. Um, there was all this talk about, well, what about all these other sports that have Sunday play and all those things? From the very beginning, I've said, well, just stay right where you are in all of your other sports. That's fine. The West Coast Conference is great for most sports. And, and as an independent football program, just, just join as a, as a football program only. Um, and, and I think that that idea would have some merit. Now, ideally for all other sports, can you imagine BYU in the Big 12 Conference in basketball? How fun would that be? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it would be awesome. And so I think BYU's first priority would be, hey, we, we want all of our sports in. We want to be a part of this conference lock, stock, and barrel. But if that's just not a possibility, I would not be opposed. This is just me personally. I would not be opposed to a football-only arrangement with the Big 12. Not at all. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation once again. And 
Okay, let's let's push the Big 12 aside now and talk about the Miami Beach Bowl. BYU gets Memphis. Brian called them yesterday the best team that you've probably never paid attention to or heard of. <laughs> and I've been high on Memphis all year because of what they've done against good teams like UCLA and Ole Miss. And they had the one setback against Houston where they had five turnovers, and they still almost won that game. What do you think about BYU and Memphis and the Miami Beach Bowl? I think it's a scary opponent for BYU. I really do. And, Couldn't agree more. And it because they're playing really well right now. They're, they're on a six-game winning streak. It, now I know it, it's been SMU and Tulsa and Temple and Tulane, but South Florida is a quality program. They beat them thirty-one to ten, and and you know comparatively they beat they they finished up the regular season with a win over UConn. They pummeled them forty-one to ten, and and you're right that Houston loss was just marred by turnovers. But I like the schedule they played. You know, I, I like the fact that they stepped up and played UCLA. They played Middle Tennessee. They beat Middle Tennessee 36-17. to 17. Um, They played them at home. Um, so I like the fact that they played UCLA. I like the fact that they played Ole Miss. And, oh, by the way, they beat the crap out of Cincinnati yeah. this season. 41-14. to and, 14. And, and, Yeah, and Cincinnati's a, a pretty good you know, pretty good football team. And so, so this is a very um, hot team right now that's coming into this game with a lot of confidence. And so – it's it's a little bit scary, and and I think of all the teams in the AAC, and they, they could have picked they could have picked Cincinnati or Central Florida or East Carolina or or uh, um, or uh, Memphis for this game, right? And the league, which owns this bowl game, chose to send Memphis, and and I think that since they own the bowl game, they wanted to send their best representative. I think the league thinks that this is the best team in their league right now, and I believe that that's the case. And so BYU is going to play the best team. At this time from the AAC, they better be ready to play. Uncle B, I, I agree with all of that. And, and on paper, it looks like the, the best matchup, and, and it's exciting. But when you look at it from a brand standpoint, uh, looking at you know Central Florida uh, being in the BCS, uh, being in a BCS game, and, and Cincinnati, uh, a BCS game a few years ago as well, uh, to me, I, I feel like a win over those type of programs would carry more weight than over a Memphis who doesn't really have that national recognition. Uh, what do you think? I agree with you, Brian. Um, and here's what I'm thinking. From, from BYU's perspective, East Carolina had so much publicity at the beginning of the year. They were talking about them like they were talking about BYU. Could this be the non-P5 team that breaks in? You know, of course, it ends up being Boise State. But, but um, So because of that, I think the casual fan that's just tuning in would make more of a victory over East Carolina or Central Florida. They're more familiar. But from, from the American Athletic Conference's perspective, they wanted to put a team against BYU that they thought had the best chance to beat BYU uh, because BYU is a big name and in the, and in the limelight. And so they, they chose Memphis for that reason, uh, not for who would have the best reputation going in there, but who they actually thought could beat BYU. And, and they're coming in there – Memphis is all about defense this year, and they're scoring some points, but, but they have a top 25 defense, and, and they're top five in the nation in scoring defense. They're 17.1 points a game. So this is an interesting matchup of strengths. It's, it's BYU's offense that I think has been playing really well down the stretch and throwing it all over the place uh, against a defense that's top 25 defense in the country. It's going to be a fun matchup. And on offense, they're pretty balanced. they they got a quarterback in Paxton Lynch that's, He's thrown for over 2,700 yards. He got 18 touchdowns, just six interceptions. Wow. And, and they, 
they move the ball pretty well. They, they average 420 yards a game and over 34 points a game. So it's a solid team offensively, but they're lights out defensively. And I'm telling you, if BYU doesn't bring their A game, this is going to be a struggle. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU national champion quarterback from 1984. Bronco Mendenhall has now taken BYU to 10 consecutive bowl games, and it's no surprise he is now on the radar of a number of other teams that are looking for head coaches, as he has been, it seems, every year, because Bronco's name just consistently gets brought up. But we have a report today from Jamie Newberg, Scout.com national recruiting analyst, that says this, I have been told that Oregon State has had phone discussions with four candidates for their head coaching vacancy, Brady Hoke, BYU coach Bronco Mendenhall, Matt Wells, Utah State, and Eastern Washington coach Bo Baldwin. Blaine, what is your reaction to the fact that Bronco is being pursued by Power 5 conference teams? I'm not surprised at all. And and think about this. If you're Oregon State, would he not be on the top of your list? You think about this. So he played there. He coached there. He He knows their systems. He knows the university. He knows that area. He's been highly successful. He knows how to, 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 to run a clean program, which is really important to Oregon State. Mike Riley's always – that's one thing Oregon State's always kept their noses clean. Academically, they've been good. They run a clean program. They don't, they don't embarrass the community up there. It's a small town. And so if you're Oregon State, he should be number one on your list. Now, I don't know if they're number one on Broncos' list, but, but if he's not number one on Oregon State's list, they're crazy. Of course they should come after him. Absolutely. And – and in due diligence, Bronco owes it to himself and to his alma mater to at least have a discussion with him. He owes it to He owes it to them because that, that, that's, that's where he went to school. That's who gave him his first coaching opportunity. So he owes them at least a conversation. And if, they, and if they don't aggressively go after him, I would be really, really surprised. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, delivering the goods. Blaine, great to talk to you. Really interesting stuff. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. And uh, if you're down here for the BYU-Utah basketball game, which I have a hunch you might be, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm flying in just in time to get in my car and drive straight down to the Marriott Center <laughs> to check that nice. baby out. Don't get, it, don't get a ticket, though. No, I won't drive too fast. I'll drive just, I don't know, though. Lately on the freeway, have you guys noticed that if you're driving 10 miles over the speed limit, like people are just blowing by you like you're standing still. I don't know what's going on yep. in Utah. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're <laughs> just be safe. All so, right, Blaine, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Thanks. see you guys. Bye-bye. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we keep the discussion rolling. BYU to the Big 12 after the knee-jerk reaction. Is it realistic? And more of your responses on Twitter. What's been the biggest surprise for BYU hoops thus far? And now... Back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We're so happy to have you with us in Studio B. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you don't know this yet, mark it down. Download the show podcast available on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Brian and I have had a very intriguing conversation going today. Yes, on a Tuesday. 48 hours after the college football playoff announced that TCU and Baylor would not get in, so the dual snub by the CFP committee leaving the Big 12 out has like expedited all of this conversation about, well, there's got to be change within the Big 12, but today's topic has been how fast will that happen if expansion happens at all? 
Right. And that's when I kind of got sad because you guys brought me down, back down to reality when we were discussing this morning. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. That makes that makes it's, sense. It's going to take time. Yeah. But then I saw the silver lining, which is you got to at least beef up the non-conference schedule. If you're and, the Big 12. If you're the Big 12. And, and then I went a step further. That's all Power 5 schools, not just the Big 12. And oh, the Power Five conferences are paying attention yeah, to this. Yeah, Absolutely, exactly. Because they're, they're the ones that are in are like, "Whoo, thank you, let's celebrate, party!" And then they go back to the Big Twelve and say, "Okay, let's not let's learn from their mistakes." So we have a, a conference game check. Now let's maybe we should beef up our conference games. Um, and so again, I, this is how it benefits BYU is because now you're going to get more of the Missouris and and the Baylors and the TCUs to want to. Uh, schedule teams like BYU so when it comes to that head-to-head or a chance to get into the playoffs they can look and say yeah you've you've beat a uh or, or you played against a quality opponent in BYU David Nixon joining BYU Sports Nation right now former BYU and NFL linebacker and one of our very talented analysts that we have in store still not a Bob though oh wow hey David welcome to the show disregard what Brian has has just thrown out there Unbelievable. Uh, part- <laughs> no, don't disregard that, man. You know what it, you know what it is. You're part, of, you're part of the band of brothers. Okay. I, I went home for Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden I'm not a band of brothers. i tell you what. That's, there's no mercy. You no left, mercy at uh, BYU. You left your brothers hanging, man. Brother, you know, the, you know, you signed. We all signed the BYU TV honor code, man. <laughs> brothers, brothers first. Bob, brothers hashtag first. Bob. We signed, it, we, we signed their name, and we put hashtag Bob. But you want to go – on vacation with your family. I'm trying, on, trying to give try, trying to give others opportunities, Brian. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. David, mm-hmm. this is a this is a huge week for BYU and college football, college athletics in general, and we're going to uh, touch on all of that. I want to start with what Brian and I were just talking about. That is BYU and the speculation to the Big Twelve. Talk to Blaine Fowler about that and what the realistic, I guess, expectation should be. You're from College Station. Texas a and now in the SEC, but they were in the Big 12 forever. You know all about what Big 12 football represents. Do you see, with this happening on Sunday, with Baylor and TCU being left out, BYU being expedited into the Big 12? Well, I will say one thing. If it doesn't happen within the next few months, I don't ever see it happening. I think that's due to the fact that this is the perfect time for it to occur. Um, when you've got this chaos with not only one Big 12 team being left out, but two uh, that I think were right, rightfully deserving to be in the college football playoff. Um, and, and then, of course, the feedback was, that, look, you, you were basically penalized because you didn't have a conference game. So I personally believe that, that if that invitation is not extended here within the next few months, or maybe I give it maybe a year, um, I, I don't ever see BYU going to the Big 12. David Nixon dropping bombs on BYU Sports oh, Nation man. right there. So you Hit feel me. like – there is a, a one-year window, and if it if BYU can't get in, they're never going to get into the Big Twelve. That's that's my personal opinion. I mean, you you've heard uh, you know reports. Well, look, look back at the old Big Twelve and look at Colorado got poached to the, to the Pac-12. You saw A&M get poached over to the SEC. I think that trend will continue to the Big Twelve. Um, if if they don't start being proactive, I think you'll see other universities start getting poached to other conferences that want to get to fourteen, sixteen team. Um, you know, conference. I think you might see Big 12 eventually, possibly dissolve. I mean, that's a bold statement as it is, but uh, you know, I, I think the way the trend of college football is going, the bigger conferences, the better. These these uh, you know these elite five conferences are, are starting to become bigger and more powerful. So, 
I, I don't know. I, I think now's the perfect time. And if, and if at least discussions aren't being had, um, I, I don't know what, what would be deserving to have those discussions later. You know, if, if, uh, if the opportunity arose, I think now is now is the time. I, no, I think you're spot on. Uh, the Big Twelve, you know, a few years ago almost dissolved uh, because of the teams were were leaving. So uh, hopefully they've learned from their mistakes and and you know they move forward as as fast as possible. But if that's not the case, where does that leave BYU? Do they then choose to go to a Group Five uh, conference or do they stay independent? I think you have to stay independent. I, I really don't think BYU can resort back to the Mountain West Conference. I, I think you lose every single head-to-head battle recruiting-wise with Utah. Um, if, if you know you, you go back to a Mountain West Conference, I mean that's pretty easy pitch if you're Utah saying, "Hey, we're we're Pac-12 and, and BYU. Yeah, they they were the lonely brother that had to go back to the Mountain West." Great and, point. Um, you know, and, and I think I think Boise State with the way they're playing, they're not going to the Fiesta Bowl this year. I mean, they continue to have a, a great program. Obviously, they've shown they can recover well from uh, P, you know Coach Peterson leaving. So I, I think they'll eventually get picked up somewhere along the line by one of these conferences. I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, but uh, listen, I, I was as static as anybody to see TCU left out, even though they're a fellow uh, Texas school, and you know that's where I grew up. And Baylor, same same thing. Um, it, it was it was tough to, to see them get slighted, but. For for BYU selfishly for BYU's purposes, I was I was ecstatic because it I think it has to bring that conversation around uh, that uh, you know the, the Big Twelve needs to add some teams to get back to the conference championship because at the end of the day you lo- you look at those last few games I mean TCU playing pay, playing Baylor and then of course or sorry TCU playing um, Iowa State that last game and Baylor playing Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State was a, it was a good opponent, uh, but if if you can imagine, if they would have been playing a higher ranked opponent, then they would have had more respect over those wins on that last week, which is as we now know is 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 the main week where the college football playoff uh, committee really makes their decision. So, um, you know, looking at those rankings previous to to this last one that came out, I think those were all just for TV ratings. I mean, you look at TCU at number three, and I'll say they dropped three spots yeah. just because of one week. I mean, conspiracy. I, I think going forward, I think going forward, they should just not reveal those. I, I think they're offered for ratings and, and just chit chat. Um, I think they should just probably, for future reference, just hold off until they reveal the top four, and then there's not as much, uh, you know, uh, as many feelings getting hurt and, and as much uprise. So uh, that's just my personal thought. I, I honestly have a lot of thoughts about this whole college football playoff and BYU, but that's kind of my initial take: is is that now's the time and. I sure hope there's some conversations. I would love to be a fly on the wall in, in Tom Homo's office and, and hear the conversations he's having with uh, the Big 12 commission and maybe other commissioners. Um, I, I don't know. You know, maybe I think even outside the Big 12, I think this college football playoff has, has kind of opened the eyes of other commissioners and realized how important it is to have these mega conferences and, and have these title games and, and to have the strength of the conference be there uh, so they can have hopefully have one of their teams represented in that, that college football playoff. BYU TV sports analyst and BYU football captain in 2008, David Nixon, linebacker extraordinaire with us, talking about the Big 12. And now I want to uh, shift our attention to what has just come out this morning, and that is a report from Jamie Newberg of Scout.com, a national recruiting analyst. And he, he put out there that Oregon State has had phone discussions with four candidates for their open their vacant coaching job now uh, with Mike Riley going to Nebraska. He said Brady Hoke, Michigan, BYU coach Bronco Mendenhall, Matt Wells of Utah State, and Eastern Washington coach Bo Baldwin have all spoken uh, with the Beavers' uh, administration about the opening. Now, for me, this is a good thing because – and people are like, huh? 
Because really? it means Bronco Mendenhall is doing things right. You yeah. want your coach to be noticed, and you want people to be interested in him because that means you have a good commodity, right? 100%. I think this only shows the respect that Coach Mendenhall has throughout the coaching community and throughout the nation as far as universities go. This isn't something new. Fans shouldn't be surprised by this. I remember after uh, my senior year, he was getting uh, approached by universities. UCLA, when they had their vacancy come about, he was, his name was being tossed around. So this is nothing new, and, and this is all part of the coaching carousel and what happens at the end of seasons when, when coaches are fired or coaches leave in this instance. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, out of all the, the possibilities of, of places where, where, where universities were approaching Coach Mill, I think this one is probably the most intriguing for him, uh, with it being obviously his alma mater. Uh, that, uh, he, he's mentioned before that when he, when he wasn't offered a scholarship by BYU to play, he tried to find any university throughout the country that had BYU on their schedule so he could go there and, and, and play BYU and beat him. And it, sure enough, Oregon State had offered him a scholarship, and uh, BYU was on their schedule, so he went to Oregon State. Um, and then, of course, later, GA there. And, 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 and uh, you know, so I, I think this would be a potential fit for him. Um, who knows? I, obviously, I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I, I've been open about it, the fact that I love Bronco Manhall. I think he's a, he's a great coach, and he's perfect for what BYU needs. Um, but as far as our, as this opportunity for him, I think this is something he's probably talked to him about, and, and he's taking it serious and taking a look hard at it, a hard look at it because uh, because of it being his alma mater, and I think a, a good fit, uh, you know, university wise for him. David, good to talk to you. Appreciate you joining us and giving us your thoughts on the Big Twelve speculation, and of course uh, the news that's just come out about Bronco Mendenhall interviewing with uh, Oregon State over the phone. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Hashtag guys. Bob. <laughs> oh, there, there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's, I, I was, I I was about idea. to say. I had to throw that in there, man. Up next, how is Michael Phelps influencing BYU swim and dive? Oh, you're going to want to find out. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Nice. In Radio Vision <laughs> on BYU Radio and BYU TV tonight. Live on BYU TV and BYU Radio as well. BYU women's basketball against Weber State in the Marriott Center, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Tip. I'll have the call with Kristen Kozlowski. Our Twitter question today, what's been the biggest surprise for BYU men's basketball thus far? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We will have Jake Taylor of BYU Swim and Dive, the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Athlete of the Week for the week of November 12th. With us on the show tomorrow. That's what happens. When you get going, sometimes yeah. you just run out of time. That's, that's right, man. Can we not get some more time? No, time. Time, time. That's the biggest thing that I'm scared of is time because I don't want to turn 30. He's a really, <laughs> really interesting interview in that he, yeah. he, he lives a life that none of you and none of us will ever really ever know. Mm-mm. I don't want to know that life either. <laughs> the discipline required to wake up at just the discipline, man. inhumane hours the double days. and go train. Double days, man. This is a oh, this goodness. is a kid that had to drive forty five minutes one way to high to the high school so that he could be in the the proper high school swim program. So Jake Taylor, sacrifice, really really intriguing interview. We'll have him on tomorrow, and uh, he's going to tell you how Michael Phelps has had an influence on his swimming career, and yeah. uh, how Michael Phelps is, I guess. Dry, there's a there's a swimmer that Jake competes against that is drawing comparisons uh, to Michael Phelps. So yeah. some really good stuff. 
Brian, uh, you can you know was, you can you good. can ask him the, the hard hitting questions about. I, I, uh, I liked I liked you know some of the tips that he uh, shared with us on how he's faster uh, and and uh, you know when it comes to having his body hair and uh, <laughs> 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 it was the, it was oh funny. It, oh was, it was funny. It was good. It was a good one. If you have missed our show, shame on you. Yes. Uh, no, but you can go back and listen to it on demand on iTunes with our podcast or download the RSS feed at BYUSportsNation.com. We've been talking about Bronco Mendenhall most recently. Just talked to Blaine Fowler and David Nixon. David Nixon played under Bronco. According to a report uh, released from Jamie Newberg, Scout.com, a national recruiting analyst, the Oregon State Beavers have contacted Bronco Mendenhall and three other coaches to have phone conversations about becoming the Beavers' new head coach. Everyone, calm down. Here's why you should like this, because it means Bronco Mendenhall is doing things right and he has national respect, much like he did when UCLA's coaching vacancy was was there. Okay, Bronco was brought up in that conversation. Why would he not be? He's gone to 10 straight bowl games, and it's his alma mater. Yeah, that's the icing on the cake there is that he – he played there. He coached there, and I think it's it's like like David said. I mean, why would you not want uh, your your head coach to be uh, a hot topic? I mean, it's kind of like 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 your like your spouse, right? It's like, hey, stop looking at my wife. But like, no. I mean, as long as you don't do anything else, that's fine. But if you can, you know, if you want to look and say, man, you got a beautiful <laughs> wife. Thank you. That makes me feel good. Thank you. I know that's probably a bad analogy. <laughs> Just saying, you know that makes me feel good, and I should. I, I'm, I'm happy this we're, we're saying this. I'm saying this because you know there's there's a lot of fans out there with with how the season went. That hey, you know, Coach Mendenhall should A B C D whatever the case is. Uh, and so I think I think this is just confirmation to fans that hey, Bronco is a great coach uh, because a lot of other schools you know want to fill uh, that 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 role and. I don't want him to leave. I, I, I love Coach Mendenhall, what he's done and, and what he's doing. Uh, but I would like to see him have that success at another school so fans could sit, sit back and say, oh, man, we had something special. Yeah, Blaine Fowler made a great point. It's his alma mater, and he said it's due diligence. He, he owes it to them to at least talk to them because that's right. where he was a GA and that's where he played. We don't know what's going to happen. We just no. know Bronco is respected. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. You know what time it is. Miracles. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. BYU guard Kyle Collinsworth named this week's West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Collinsworth had a double-double. Uh-uh. Check that. A triple-double against White, but a double-double at Utah State. And then the triple-double against Hawaii on Saturday. Collinsworth and the BYU Cougars host number 13-ranked Utah tomorrow, 9 Eastern on ESPNU. Women's basketball. The women's basketball team hosts in-state rival. No, not really. Weber State tonight in the Marriott Center. The game starts at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Brigham Television and Brigham Radio. (laughs) Why are you laughing? What's that? I've never heard of that before. Brigham Radio? Oh, I the app, man. You know? BYU. Okay. Do I have I'm, to say I'm the BYU? Do Brigham, what you want. Brigham just sounds. Clearly. I like Brigham better. You do what you want. Brigham. Like, I feel like I could, my tone, like, Brigham, like, mm, like, ooh, I'm, mm, mm, you know. 
And none of that made absolutely zero sense. <laughs> I totally understand. It just sounds, that. man. It just sounds. <laughs> uh, also today, trending in BYU Sports Nation, Jamie Newberg of Scout.com says the following. I have been told that Oregon State has had phone discussions with four candidates for their head coaching vacancy. Brady Hoke, BYU coach Bronco Mendenhall. Don't, don't like that guy. Brady Hoke. Coach Matt Wells of Utah State and East, Eastern Washington coach Bo Baldwin. So the Beavers, yeah. They're looking for good football coaches, and guess who is a good football coach? Bronco Mendenhall. Not Brady Hope. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm venting. <laughs> this is going back to the San Diego took, State issue. Yeah, man. It's my, all come full circle on this show. took my scholarship away, man. You know, if Bronco did leave, I would hope that my prayer would be that it would be between him and Brady Hope, and then he and then he beats out Brady Hope. <laughs> I'm just saying that's that would just, be my, my when, when, when Brady Hoke got released from uh, Michigan. <laughs> uh, my mom sent me a text with the article, and she had like these emoji faces with the big smiles. I was like, "Yep, I know, Mom. I'm with you too. Um, we're still hurting. We're still hurting from five his years loss, ago. His loss, his loss in our game. It was man. I get to be game. with you, fine folks. I'm that's, blessed. That's I'm right. blessed. You know. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to Kyle Collinsworth because of what he has done not even nine months after blowing out his knee. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 10 for 10 from the free throw line in a win against Utah State on the road. And then he follows that up with the first triple-double in BYU basketball history since 1988. Dude, you got to give a shout-out to the, to the, the medical staff. I mean, science and technology, it's, it's constantly evolving. But, man, to get a kid back out that fast and to do the things that he's doing, and he claims that he's not even 100% yet. So, man, big shout-out to the medical staff for getting him right. What has been the biggest surprise for BYU basketball thus far? Probably Kyle Collinsworth. Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks to David Nixon and Blaine Fowler and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At BYU Sports Nation for Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Robbie Bosco. We're back.